Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Healing Place podcast. I have been interviewing past podcast guests, many of whom have joined me on Facebook Lives and great collection on the Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook, the Healing Place podcast, I will try to put a few more out sporadically, not on Fridays at 7 p.m., but I'll stick them out here because these are all interviews that I'm conducting to address pandemic self-care and other care and things we can do to keep ourselves calm in order to uh, create some grounding if we're feeling a little off center and then things we can do to help others um, during this time and such an uncertain time in our world so yeah take a listen these are really quick anywhere from 15 to 30 minute conversations um, just to touch upon um, each of my guests' philosophies and insights and wisdom in regards to uh, self-care and other cares. Until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Wishing you health and safety. Oh, it says meeting is now streaming live on Facebook. Woohoo! Well, oh, it's good it. for me too. Look at us go. Yay! <laughs> Hi, folks. <laughs> So I am Terry Welbrock, the host of the Healing Place podcast, and I'm just so excited to be sitting here chatting with Shenandoah Sheffalo of, wow, um, yeah, Crossnor Schools and um, Garbage Bag Suitcase, and yeah, so hi and welcome. Terry, I'm so glad to be with you. I feel like it's like being with old friends, right? Like, I, know. I think it's the best, and... Our technology works, so it's even Yay. better. <laughs> I know, we got it to work. We've been having issues doing the streaming, and I'm so glad we're here. And look at that, it's 11.59, so we're like ahead of schedule and everything. So We're ready to move. We know All what right. we're doing. That's what we can tell everyone. We know what we're doing. Yeah, we know. We're as long pros. as either of us go to the bathroom, we should be okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't have the dogs here in with me, so Max isn't going to want to jump on my lap. And yeah, Mine could, who knows? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so we're here to talk just, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes today, uh, give people some resources and uh, just some hope to hold on to as, during this unprecedented time with this pandemic. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I did a webinar earlier this morning and, and if I could drive home anything, it's connect, connect, connect right? Like how do we just, and even for those of us, I had this interesting conversation with someone who's an introvert. I consider myself an introvert, even though I speak publicly, right? That doesn't, right. doesn't mean I enjoy every minute of it, but 
Um, and she was like, I sort of am liking this time. And, and the realization that I've had is for introverts though, it's our schedule and our routine still. It's like, you know, I might not talk to a lot of people, but I'm in an airport with a million people or a hundred thousand people. And it's seeing people and hearing the conversations that sort of feeds my spirit, not necessarily being involved in the conversation. And so I miss that, right? Like I miss the routine of that. And so I think um, realizing even for us introverts that we're missing pieces and that our extrovert friends really need to connect to us. Right. Like, like they need us. So even if we don't necessarily need to connect to them, they need to connect to us. And we've got to sort of break out of our shell to be like, oh yeah, connect, connect, connect. Yeah. And that's so true. I've seen funny, funny memes. There's hilarious memes out on Facebook right now, but there is one floating around that says, please check on your extrovert friends, you know, yeah. we're struggling. And, it, and it's funny. It's meant to be a joke and funny, but there's, there's a serious ass part of it that, Yes, those who need that uh, interaction, you know, going out with friends, going to dinner, meeting for a coffee, whatever it is, um, and now we can't do that, but yes. Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, you're the Healing Place podcast, right? So it's like, we come here for healing, and it's, I, I had a big conversation about, like, remembering what you already know. And so, so, so many times that when we send ourselves to survival brain or trauma brain or however you refer to it, right, we sort of then forget everything that we actually do know from our healing process, right? And so this pandemic has just sent us from like living our regular everyday lives into survival. And so instinctually, you have a nation of people who just all reverted back to survival and trauma brain, right, and are responding from there. And I said this in a post earlier this week, I know that you saw when I said, I'm panicked and I get to have that feeling, right? Like panicked is a real feeling. And if everyone could stop telling me not to panic, that would be great. But I was triggered by things in my own childhood of, of points in times when I was starved to death, right? And now to be someone who is actively working through those issues and openly admits to working through those issues. And then you have a thing where like every picture is empty, shelves right like yeah it is severely triggering for me and trying to say okay I know what's happening like don't forget everything you've learned Shen don't forget that this is sending you to trauma brain and now how are you really going to help yourself heal in this moment is really a great gift of healing because it's really putting into place all that stuff that I hear myself talking about right the people and now saying you have to actually put it into practice but I think recognizing that we all can see it happening even if you can't see it with yourself you can see it happening at mass scale that's why everyone's buying toilet paper right they're panicked yeah so it's just like oh whatever I can get and it's like who's going to be the rational adult in this situation right? yeah going to be that stable adult to help us heal and I think that's such a fascinating place about where this conversation on trauma informed and trauma has been going. And now we have this worldwide pandemic where you can say, well, we've had things, you know, we had 9-11 or we've had Hurricane Katrina or all these natural disasters, but those really happen in communities. They don't happen for everyone. Right. That happened there. And so, yeah, we can spare a few supplies to spend. We don't have any issue with that. Or Puerto Rico, right, with the hurricanes that just happened in Puerto Rico. Like, of course, we'll help and pitch in. And now this is really happening to everybody. And so it's been a really interesting thing to say, 
what do we know about trauma and what are the new things we can do based on the information we had? Yes. Somebody is staying regulated. (laughs) Right. Right. I just had that conversation about regulation in my 1030 conversation. Yes, exactly. About. And so I I had asked her to define in layman's terms, what is regulation? Yeah. yeah. the, the, the scientific way is, right, is that we have survival brains. So if we remember the hand diagram that everyone taught us, like this is the brainstem, here's all of our survival stuff tucked in by the thumb, and then, then all of regulation and executive functioning sort of forms over top of that, right? And if this gets disturbed, the whole thing gets disturbed. And so you can't be in survival mode and thinking about your five-year plan at the same time. And I always say, if the bear's chasing you, you're not thinking about your algebra home. You know, if the, if the bear is chasing you out in the woods, you're not thinking about what's for dinner later. And so that's survival versus executive functioning. And what we mostly want people to do is executive function and be regulated. And frankly, most people on a good day are trying to survive. And so how do you get people from survival to regulation? And so we know there's some techniques and that's about resilience and, and these tools that we have, right? Like right. baby's having a tantrum. None of us are going to try to have like a conversation. Right. First you have to self-soothe and get through that piece, right? Before you can say, hey, this might not be appropriate behavior in this situation, right? Or, or let's talk about different things you can do. But some of us, when we're in that trauma brain and then people are telling us, don't panic, don't do this. Don't like, it just triggers and swirls even more. Right. And we're trying to get people to settle down that survival instinct so we can regulate and have like, wash our hands, like do these very simple things, but that's executive functioning and being regulated. Yeah. We have a country of people who are, are so stuck right now, specifically in trauma that we can't even have that conversation. And so how do you connect with people? Because we know relationship is one of the ways in which we can sue that, right? So how do you build healthy relationships around someone who's having that panicked feeling to make them feel well? And I'll tell you what my husband did. He saw that when I saw the food thing, I was like, you know, I hadn't been home. I'd been traveling. We had groceries, but not a lot of groceries, right? We were fine. And then I saw it and I went into trauma and he said, 10 o'clock at night, we got to go to the grocery store. Right. But that was having a caring person who understood trauma, who recognized what was going on. And then it was able to, once that was done. So even though some people see that as these people are hoarding, they've got to stop. Actually, that's helping me to get to regulation. So now I'm regulated. I feel comfortable and secure. And now I can have this conversation with Terry or anybody. But if, if I just keep spinning in that, and I don't get the help I need to, I can't get to regulation. Yeah, that's a per- perfect example. And I love it. And thank you for that. Yeah. And so, so what do people do then? What are some simple steps that people can do if they are feeling stuck and swirling and unable to, to get to that place of, of rational thinking? Yeah. So I say it's, it's remembering the basics first. Like that's the first thing I try to drill home. What are the basics? So if we say if a healthy baby is born, it comes into this world knowing how to do five things without any training at all. It knows how to cry and emote, right? It knows how to eat. It knows how to sleep. It knows how to breathe. And it knows how to pee and poop. (laughs) 
Like that's, we don't have to yeah. tell a baby how to do those things, right? A healthy right. baby. But if we talk about stress, when stress enters in, even as an adult, so what happens to our eating, right? We either have people who overeat or don't eat at all. Our sleep, we either always sleep or we stop sleeping. Breathing, we tend to breathe real shallow. You know, I told people just on a webinar earlier today, like a couple deep breaths, like it will seriously do your body yes. good, right? And, and pooping, even the thing we don't want to talk about because we're not supposed to, right? But it's like we get constipated. We have diarrhea. That's stress affecting us on those basics. So first we have to take care of those five basic things, right? right. And emoting and being able to share even negative emotions. You know, I, I appreciate everyone's always be positive, always think positive. Everyone needs encouragement. And it's okay to say, I'm in trouble, Right? Like, I don't feel good. I'm all over the map. I, I feel both happy and disjointed. I feel like, you know, five minutes ago, I was crying. And now I'm laughing, like, being in safe spaces where we can say we're also a mess is super important and being able to share those emotions and speak them out instead of having to put up this, nope, I'm good. I'm a robot. Nope, it's not affecting me at all. You know, it's like, no, let's just freely talk about our emotions. So yeah. those five things of getting back to the basics, I think are like, do I have those covered first? Yeah. Are, are huge. And then we can talk about laughter and pets and mindfulness and, and some of those other tricks we know about as well. Yeah. And that's, and I love your point of, of the emotional part of it, because it is honoring where we are on our own journey if, if healing and in this moment, right? But also honoring someone else's response where someone else might be not stuck or it, it's all about, yeah, just, just saying, here's where I am. And I know one of my most powerful moments in life was when I was able to sit with my emotions and allow them to be, and it was okay. And realize it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to have, well, as well as happy and joyous and all of that. Um, yeah. Well, okay. been, yeah. When I'm with adults and I say, okay, how are you feeling right now? And this is even before pandemic, right? Like if we just hop on a call and I say, how are you feeling today? And people will give you generalized things like, okay, or fine. And I'd be like, that's not a feeling. Like, okay, and fine, our feelings, right? Like, actually, how do you feel? And it's amazing how many adults are unsure of how they feel. Right. They've not even taken the five seconds to think about how they feel. And when they do, they become present, right? Like, as soon as you're in touch with that feeling and you can name it, all of a sudden, everything else almost goes, it's not that it goes away, but it's like you're actually back into regulation and thinking, right? right? Like executive functioning versus that, that trigger trauma survival response. Yeah. And so it's as simple as just saying, how are you feeling? And then actually having someone name that as a, a great, powerful connection tool. And it's so right. simple, really. And you can do it with anybody, right? Like, how are you feeling? I'm okay. Right. No, no, I mean a feeling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. And because once we speak it into the room, that is almost a release in of itself. Right. Yeah. And I think another thing is, is, is the, is the feelings that you're sensing that are scary to you or uncomfortable. Those are the things that you probably want to take a look at and, and most likely have something to do with your childhood. Of course. And the trauma or the trauma that you've had, right? Or the trauma that you've had. Yeah. 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a great place to do work. I mean, yeah. as I said, you know, I've been working on this food issue of mine for probably 15 or 20 years now. Like it's a real thing. Like I have been adamant about working and frankly, I thought I was doing really good until a pandemic happened. And then grocery stores had empty shelves, right? Because part of my process was like, I don't have to have it in my house. It can be there and that can be okay. And then all of a sudden when that's not there, it's like, there's more work to do here. And I think that's okay in admitting that we have work to do still. Right. not perfect. I say this to audiences all the time. I'm still trying to figure it out. I figured some things out and I've got way more to go. Um, But also having all of this time of not being in our traditional routine, we actually have a lot of time to do some of that work we've been putting off. Right. Right. You know, those things where we said, oh, I don't have time. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we were talking about this beforehand. I've I've got, I'm inundated with time. Like all I have is time right now, you know? And so I guess I could clean a closet or I could do some work on myself. Um, And I'm not sure which one is less painful, frankly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's like, we do have some extra time we can admit to. We're not commuting. We're not, right. We're not going to our kids' extracurricular activities, our extracurricular activities. And so we have some time to ask ourselves some tough questions and really do some amazing self-work to fill us up because reminding ourselves that doing our work makes us able to help other people do their work yeah. and to help other people who are struggling. And I, you work with a lot of helpers. I work with a lot of helpers, right? Medical professions, social workers, teachers, people who really are selfless in a lot of ways, but they're also burnt out and drained because they don't fill themselves up. And much like on the airplane, you have to put your oxygen on first before you can help others. And this is a good time for people to say, I really could do my own work right now. So I have that energy to help others. Yeah, beautiful point. And absolutely, yes. So, so talk to us a little bit about the webinars that, you've, that you're doing and are available. Yeah, so, you know, the Center for Trauma Resilient Communities, which is part of the Krasnor School, said, what can we do to help our clients? You know, we had all of this business booked out for trainings and implementations we're doing with systems, you know, sort of around the country that all disappeared in like the matter of three days, right? And those people need support still. So what could we do? And so we thought, We can do webinars, like we'll put webinars up. So the series that we're doing this week is really about self and team care. How do you care for yourself? How do you care for your team while you're isolated? So how do you remember some of those basics like connection and collaboration and feedback? So just doing some of those really basic things. And so we're trying to do them in like 25 minute formats with some Q&A to get people in and out, give them some real actual tips they can use and then um, you know, hopefully, however we can support, like that's our mission, right? So do you need us to facilitate a conversation with your team about this? Um, what tools can we give you if we, if we've been training with you from a while, there's tools that we've already trained you on, but what's some stuff we can speed up in hyperspeed because you need these tools right now. So how can we support you to support others? Awesome. And can, can anyone sign up for these? Absolutely. They're free. You can just go to the website and sign up. They're being promoted on social, all the social media avenues. So you can just click the link. There's Zooms, right? So you zoom in, zoom out. All we ask is that you mute your audio. It's super simple. <laughs>
Yeah, awesome. And so what is the website that, that people can go to? So they'll go to the Center for Trauma Resilient Communities.org or they can get through it via the Crosnor website, crosnor.org as well. Okay, wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. And again, I love the idea of offering a space for others to connect, connect, connect. And yeah, what a great, uh, good hashtag. Terry, I um I wanted to read this to you. I came across in my reading yesterday. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Margaret Mead's work. If you've read any of Margaret Mead's work, I have not. But I I saw this and I thought it was really fitting for the work we're doing. I know we're only spending a few minutes here, but I thought you'd find it interesting. So if you don't mind, I'd love to read Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yes. Years ago, anthropologist Margaret Mead was asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in a culture. The student expected Mead to talk about fish hooks or clay pots or grinding stones. But instead, Mead said that the first sign of civilization in an ancient culture was a femur or thigh bone that had been broken and then healed. She explained that in an animal kingdom, if you break your leg, you die. You cannot run from danger, get to the river for a drink or to hunt food. You are meat for the prowling beast among us. No animal survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to heal. A broken femur that has healed is evidence that someone has taken time to stay with the one who fell, has bound up the wound, has carried the person to safety and has tended the person through recovery. Helping someone else through difficulty is where civilization starts, she said. We are at our best when we serve others. We become civilized. Ah! Right? (laughs) So I was reading this yesterday and I thought that's exactly, I, I just think it's, it is the epitome of what we're talking about right now, right? And yes. this piece, but that that is what is civilization. And it was like, yeah, helping somebody is civilization. That's what makes us civilized people. And so I think that's so powerful for us to remember sort of in this time of turmoil right now. And like, we, it's changing every hour, it feels like, right? Like, I'm in Michigan, we're like, in a lockdown state, you know, as of midnight last night. Oh, well, yeah, Ohio, he, you know, I think he's been leading the way, DeWine, you know, Governor DeWine, and yeah. right, same, so, same Like, And it might change, right? Like, if we turn on the news while we've been on here, something has probably changed. And right. It's this reminder of the, like, we are civilized, though. Like, we, we can care for each other. We can care for ourselves. Yeah that's okay. And that's what makes us uniquely amazing at the same time. Yes. I think that's why I teared up and had goosebumps and took my breath away when you, as you read that, because I, I thought, wow, that's, that's so filled with hope and where we are right now. Yeah, I think so. And, and that's why, right. You read the right thing at the right time. I've probably read that 10 times in my life, but when I read it yesterday, it suddenly had a whole new meaning, right? Yeah. Beautiful and so powerful. And I I just love, I love being on social media and seeing not so much the news. Obviously, I want to keep up to date, but how many people are stepping up and creating, you know, more than one friend of mine has created uh, or accepted donations that people drop on their porch, right? And creating these bags, Ziploc bags or whatever, little bags filled with food for kids. 
um, and people are filling these pantry boxes that are outside of schools in our area that people can go if they don't have anything and go grab some soup or grab some rice or whatever it is that is filled in these boxes. Oh my gosh, it just, it makes my heart swell with joy to know that so many people are caring for one another. And, you know, um, I mean, foster kids are close to my heart, obviously, from my own journey. And when school was canceled in Michigan, I, it was not even an hour after they announced school would be off that I had 57 messages on Facebook. What are we going to do about foster kids? What are we going to do about college kids who don't have a place to go? Tell us what yeah. to do, right? And it was just amazing. And these were just regular people who have no connection to the system at all, who just said, I've got an extra couch. I've got, what can I do to provide for these kids? We know they exist in our community. Thanks for telling us, right? Yeah. And what do we, what can we do? Because we, right now, it, we're going to be inundated with requests. So what can we do? And that is the special piece of this tragedy, right? Right. Right. Well, again, I keep saying beautiful, but there's just so many beautiful people and beautiful <laughs> messages and yes it's just amazing to me so anything else that you wanted to touch upon before we we close out I don't know I just want people to really think about their wellness in a new way um you know people who heard me speak I talk about like taking care of yourself every day taking care of yourself when you're triggered and taking care of yourself in crisis and I say crisis is that thing we never want to think about but we know it's going to happen and it feels like a little of a I told you so moment right now. Cause I'm like, everyone always laughs at me. And I'm like, no, seriously, like you've got this 20 minutes in this training with me, make a crisis plan right now. Um, and so many of those people who said, well, I pulled out my crisis plan. <laughs> you know, what did I say to myself when I was thinking clearly like this little tidbit? And, and I would just encourage people that even if you thought you were taking care of yourself pre pandemic and that you had good self-care, that you may need to reevaluate in this time on how you're caring for yourself and your family, because it might look a lot different now and you have to make adjustments and there's loss in that and we can we can honor that loss and we can plan for the future yes awesome all right i just want to give you an opportunity to talk about um last thing what you're doing what you do and your book and any don't you have another book are you working on another one i've got all this time to work on another one Yeah, I'm about 150 pages into the next book, Hiking for Stillness, which is really about how do we heal trauma at its core, you know, the stuff that I went through to do a lot of my big processing work that I think I'm on the other side of, I think, (laughs) see how much is triggered by the pandemic. Um, So I'm working on that. That's what I'm spending a lot of my like free time that all of a sudden came up. So hopefully that'll be done sooner than I was originally thinking. Awesome. Garbage bag suitcase is still happening. I'm still Skyping with book clubs, which people are more interested in now than ever. So you can call me. We do free FaceTimes or Zooms or Skypes for book clubs who just want to connect and talk about the books. So I'm still doing those. We have the webinars that are going with the center and we're getting ready to open up pop-in conversations. So basically like office hours, right? Where you can just pop in and ask questions and meet and connect with maybe some new people. So we're hoping to have those live by next week, we hope. We're trying to figure out what times will work for people. So we're doing that and we're doing lots of 
um, single one-on-one and team coaching right now for teams who are trying to get that. And I just want to remember people who are working in organizations with leaders that their leaders greatly need their support right now. Nobody's ever done this. Nobody's ever led through a pandemic. Nobody knows, has all the right answers. And there's a lot of pressure on leaders. I know, especially in nonprofits who are trying to understand legalities of things and new rules that are getting passed almost on the daily basis, what that means for their organization. And there's a ton of pressure, plus keeping people employed, plus trying to move remote, plus care for the people that they've said they would care for. And that it's easy to forget that leaders need someone to support them as well. And that just because they happen to be our boss doesn't mean we can't offer support and encouragement. So we have to think about those folks too. Right. Beautiful. Well, I thank you. You rock. And I just, um, I feel so blessed to know you and to have you join me here today. I always love conversating with you. I feel like, like sooner or later, Terry, we'll be in the same room. Like I'm going to come there. We're going to do it like from your office so we can be together. Yeah, I would love that. Or a drink afterwards, right? (laughs) Call me in. All right. I'm in. Good. (laughs) All right. Well, you have a wonderful rest of your day, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. All right. Bye-bye. All right. I have to figure out how to do. Hang on, folks. I'm trying to figure out. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.